0: This is not a drill. My name is Greta Thunberg. We are living in the beginning of a mass extinction. Up to 200 species are going extinct every single
1: day.
2: Much of the arctic ice is gone. Most of our wild animals have gone. Much of our soil has gone.
1: Hey, Wizards, this is Emma Green, and you're listening to the Emancipation Proclamation. Today, I regret to inform you that our guest will be none other than the undeniably sarcastic Mr. Williams. Hello. <laughs> in this podcast, Mr. Williams and I will be discussing what is actually happening in Australia and climate change. Mr. Williams, to start off, for those who don't know, can you explain what is happening in Australia?
3: Um, yes, uh, but I, I, I will say first that if you don't know what's happening in Australia, you're living under a rock. Um, and things are happening outside of you living under that rock. Uh, anyway, there have been wildfires in the Australian bush, um, pretty much along the entire eastern portion of the continent, um, and those fires have been burning since, uh, September, and, um, as of today, they're still burning, um, and they've destroyed a lot of the habitat there. about a half a billion animals have died and people have lost many homes and it's completely devastating
1: this is what I know over 8,000 koalas have died that's one third of the population of New South Wales the air quality measurements the air quality measurements are 20% above the hazardous line mm-hmm. in three months the fires are estimated to have released 30, 350 million metric tons of carbon dioxide that means it will take 100 years at least to absorb the CO2 released. So what does that mean for our climate and the whole idea of climate change?
3: Uh, well, I'm gonna uh, keep it close to Australia for the time being and, and start by saying that um, with, with climate change, I think the biggest problem is a lot of humans on the planet don't have a basic understanding of science literacy. Uh, science literacy is a basic understanding of science. Um, And they don't know things like, well, when you burn plants that are made of mostly carbon, that carbon goes back out into the atmosphere and becomes carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Uh, They also don't have a basic understanding of the greenhouse effect, which is when greenhouse gases like carbon dioxide trap heat within uh, the bottom portion of the atmosphere, the troposphere, which we live in and they don't understand the, the basic definitions of weather and climate so i think uh, education is the biggest problem uh, we have right now with people not understanding what climate change actually is now to get back to your question um yeah if if that many plants are burning and that much carbon is being released into the atmosphere um, then that's going to thicken the blanket of greenhouse gases as we say Uh, in science and um, is going to trap more heat. It's another one of those positive feedback uh, mechanisms that we've discussed in our APES class in environmental science. Um, You know, an increase in greenhouse gases is going to lead to an increase in global temperature. And uh, that's science fact, not science fiction.
1: Do you think climate change had a major role in the extent of damage done by this fire?
3: Um, I mean, the the scientific consensus isn't out on that yet. but I certainly wouldn't discount it because uh, it seems that with the climate change we are experiencing uh, right now, whether or not you, you know, believe in that sort of thing, uh, is causing problems everywhere on the planet. Uh, you know, Glaciers in the mountains are retreating faster than they ever have before. Uh, the polar ice caps are melting faster than they ever have before. And there are a lot of places, uh, places that are normally dry anyway, like australia it's a very dry desolate place in the summer regardless Uh, but it's actually more dry and desolate now than it has been in the past Uh, so the wildfires are worse than they ever have been so in my opinion which i don't like to give very often but i will in this case yeah i think climate change is playing a role
1: i remember reading that australia hit the all time two times actually of their highest temperature i think it was like 105 degrees Mm -hmm. fahrenheit and that, I just think that's insane that, like, they already hit it this summer.
3: Well, even in our own country, if you look at the United States and you look at the, the, the hottest years on on record, uh, each previous year becomes the year. So chances are in 2020 it will be the hottest year on record again. So, yeah, it's happening everywhere, not, not just Australia.
1: What do you think needs to happen to prevent disasters like this and what you were talking about before from continuing to happen?
3: Um, well, I, I don't want to be that... that cup half-empty, pessimistic person uh, that thinks that we can't prevent these things from happening, but unfortunately, half-jokingly, I I do think that's the case. Uh, but one step we can take as, as humans has to be a global step. And uh, unless the entire planet works together to curb this problem, then I don't think anything's going to get fixed. But doesn't so, the
1: United States also um, generate um, 25% of the CO2 emitted?
3: Well, you know, that's what I was going to get into next. You know, if, if you look at past issues, like when we discovered in the 80s uh, that CFCs, chlorofluorocarbons, were destroying the ozone layer, um, there were multiple countries in the world that got together, developed countries, even the United States, who signed a treaty at what was called the Montreal Protocol, where they banned the use of CFCs. And you know what? The ozone layer repaired itself. So that's a success story. Um, with carbon dioxide, which is a major greenhouse gas, uh, and you're right, the US is the second leading emitter of CO2 into the atmosphere, uh, second to China, but China also has you know a billion plus people. Um, major countries like China and the US have to get together and and sign what is called the Paris Accord, where a lot of other developed countries are getting together and trying to curb the use of, of fossil fuels, which are the main contributor of CO2 in the atmosphere.
1: Didn't we leave the Paris Accord? Yes.
3: And, you know, uh, as we learn in, in science, you you have to look at fossil fuels for what they are. They There's positives and negatives to everything. There are positives to fossil fuels. They're cheap, they're efficient, they're found in a lot of places, and it it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So, Part of me understands why the US left the Paris Accord because we utilize fossil fuels for a lot of things, but at the same time it's also one of the problems.
1: My house is ninety nine percent like reusable. It's um powered by hydroelectric. Mm-hmm. But I'm also taking into account like the driving like of the like with oil burning in the car. So I'm taking that into account too. Mm-hmm. But it's like ninety nine percent reusable. And I feel like if more people like are using that type of energy, maybe we could definitely have a bigger change.
3: Yes, and I was going to say that next, you know, one of the main issues too and why so many people utilize fossil fuels is, um, is, is cheap and uh, unfortunately a lot of renewable energy, uh, there's not of lobbying being done for those things and it's, therefore they're super expensive. Um, like solar panels, they're they're just super expensive to, to produce and, and to buy right now, and unfortunately a lot of people can't utilize those things.
1: Do you think if the reusable energy was cheaper, do you think people would actually use it?
3: I mean, I would hope so. If it was cheaper and more more accessible to a, a lot of people, uh, even li- uh, middle-class people in the United States, then uh, I, I would think that more people would try and utilize that if they knew for a fact, and again, we go back to education, if they were educated on this whole climate change issue uh, and knew that fossil fuels were part of the problem, I, I, I would hope that, you know, many humans would do the right thing. So um, I, I'd like to think so. Yeah.
1: I feel that a big contributor to climate change, not only fossil fuels and the greenhouse gases, mm-hmm. but I also think poverty and overpopulation are a leading coefficient
3: to mm-hmm. climate change. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we, we learn in AP Environmental Science, again, that poverty is a main environmental problem. Um, yeah, so I, I certainly wouldn't discount that. You know, they, they only have access to the resources that they have. And um, in a, a lot of cases, you know, one thing that they, they have to do is, is clear a bunch of forested areas to plant crops so they can sustain themselves. Um, and of course, we know that, you know, plants are a major Carbon sink—they pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So the more plants you get rid of, uh, the more carbon is going to be there. And you know, a lot of them also—the only fuel source they have is biofuel, like wood. So they're heating their house uh, basically by having a big fire pit in the middle of their house, and of course that's releasing carbon into the air. Uh, but you have to understand, with poverty, they're they're poor people, and that's all they have access to.
1: Well, coming back to Australia. Oh, something my dad told me about was a 747 tanker, the mm-hmm. super tanker. It's a global super tanker, but it costs so much money. It costs $147.1 million. Yeah. However, these planes can carry 20,000 gallons of flame retardant mm-hmm. at once. It flies 600 miles per hour faster than any other plane. Yes. In 15 seconds, it could cover two miles of land. Mm-hmm. It was recently used in the California fires. Yes. So, what I don't understand is why Australia hasn't utilized or used the money that's been donated to Australia utilized to like actually get this plane to use for the for the fires
3: um as as far as i know when i was reading an article yesterday they they did they did yeah so uh in fact i saw a picture of one of those planes being flown over a major part of the wildfires there and dropping some of the flame retardant on it and a lot of people missed up the picture for for water Oh. And it's like no, they're not going to drop water on the on the fire. They're going to—it's basically as we discussed, like a giant fire extinguisher is what it is, and that's going to be more effective than dropping water on it. So as far as I know, they did.
1: My dad was telling me how um, if they if they fix their planes, which shouldn't cost too much, they mm-hmm. could also make their own like mini super tankers, which yeah. would also help. So I don't yeah. Know but besides a super tanker, there are other ways we could help the Australian fires. Mm-hmm um raise money if you look online even on social media celebrities are raising awareness donating money and telling people where to donate for example um the guy that plays thor chris hemsworth him yes. and his family donated a million dollars towards um the helping with um australian red cross and wires Wa- wildlife rescue
3: well i mean he's loaded but that's very generous
1: yeah and ellen degeneres <laughs> like many incredibly um rich people are actually donating their money even though it might not be a lot mm-hmm. they're still like even like I don't I'm not trying to bash on Jeff Bezos, but I don't see him donating anything. Or at least it hasn't been released that he hasn't mm-hmm. donated anything. And then for example, I read do you know who Kylie Jenner is? Part of the Kardashian?
3: unfortunately I do, yes.
1: Um, so she on her Instagram story was joke like not jokingly, she posted saying, Oh, um, I'm so I feel bad for the koalas, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then her next post was mink for slippers. Oh. So it's like back to the ignorance thing
3: yeah well you know uh again that goes back to being science literate which uh obviously she's not uh anyway um back to philanthropy and donating money uh another celebrity who i really like who's uh, speaking for the environment a lot is jason momoa and um i know he has an instagram page not that i have instagram but uh I've, i've read online that uh he has a lot of instagram posts uh, about a lot of environmental issues uh like plastic in the ocean and uh, he has been talking about the australian wildfires and, and giving links to donate money and he's donated money himself also leonardo
1: dicaprio's also yes. a lot of people which mm-hmm. is great because they have such a wide audience
3: exactly that's actually,
1: and that's one way to help with educating because people don't know what's happening outside of social media they're, It's so sad they're
3: role models to a, a lot of kids and um they make really big movies and they make a lot of money and uh, they they have the power to spread that awareness, which is important.
1: Another way, if you can't donate money, you can donate blood to the Australian Red Cross Blood Service. Absolutely. And if you can't donate blood or or money, just raise awareness. and yeah. makes more of an impact than you'll ever know. And then let's have Greta explain how to decrease and stop the adverse effects of climate change.
0: It's simple. We need to protect, restore, And fund. Protect. Tropical forests are being cut down at the rate of 30 football pitches a minute.
2: Where nature is doing something vital, we must protect it.
0: Restore. Much of our planet has been damaged.
2: But nature can regenerate. And we can help ecosystems bounce back. Fund. We need to stop funding things that destroy nature and pay for things that help it.
0: It is that simple. Protect. Restore. Fund.
2: This can happen everywhere. Many people have already begun using natural climate solutions. We need to do it on a massive scale.
0: You can be part of this.
2: Vote for people who defend nature.
0: Share this video. Talk about this.
2: All around the world, there are amazing movements fighting for nature. Join them.
1: Well, that wraps up our talk on Australia and our climate. Thank you so much for coming on with me, Mr. Williams. Anytime. All info is from NASA, Discovery, Guardian News, and GlobalChange.org. The sound bites are of Greta Thunberg and George Monbiot. Thanks for listening to the Emancipation Proclamation.
0: Everything counts. What you do counts.
3: See you next time, wizards.